What's up, Internet? So, uh, <clears throat> the DM decided that fantasy superheroes was getting fucking annoying, and everyone agreed that they were going to play Dirt Farmers instead. So, uh, Sessions Cave, welcome back. I don't want to play Dirt Farmer. You're playing a Dirt Farmer, and you're going to like it. Also, I realized I, I failed in my objective to not curse in the first seven seconds there immediately. <laughs> good, good job. God. Um, <laughs> Jesus, the Lord. Uh, we're I, never going to get days. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's fine. I'll try next time. I, I, Can I at least be a mud farmer? Yeah, mud's fine. Mud's acceptable. Okay. So, okay. uh, tis I. Emperor Joshicus, also with here. With, uh, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know enough lore to do this bit. Isaiah's here too. I was about to do a Warhammer bit, and I was like, I don't know enough lore. I'm not. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna like shizzy and be like, <laughs> AKA the twenty second Primark. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like Primark something, and I was like, I don't know enough to try this. Anyway, Isaiah's here. Okay, I'm actually the Primark of the Blood Ravens, Kleptomania, and uh, I don't actually steal anything, but I do love them. <laughs> And uh, Sam's here in the form of a sentient pile of rats. Yes. Hi. I <laughs> that, am the rat. This is actually Sam's new form. Is that why there was squeaking in the mic? God damn it. Yeah, this yes. is his new form. He's a sentient uh, body of don't, rats. Don't worry. I, I'm basically like a rat ogre, but with an actual brain. Nice. Not like a storm vermin, you know, where, where you got the little rat with the big brain attached to the big rat. No, no, just, just a rat ogre with mm. a brain. And uh, rats just together. Matt's not here because the warp blew up his brain, which is to say Matt doesn't have any power right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, At time of recording, Matt has no power. Yeah. The bringer of change decided to fuck Matt today and uh, took out Matt's power. So yeah. I don't I don't get that reference. Zinch, Zinch uh, <laughs> wanted to turn Zinch doing his thing. Understandable. Anyway, anyway, enough of that Warhammer nonsense. because I'll always end up in that place. Uh. We're converting I, that to a Warhammer. Uh, sorry, Josh to a Warhammer fan. No, no, we're not. <laughs> um, he thinks this is the case, but he, <laughs> he's he's very very quickly failing as he learns more and more. I am, I, yeah. <laughs> Josh, the one who's always like, "Are we Dark Titan tonight?" <laughs> I am picking up a lot of look. I'm picking up a lot of information via osmosis, so you know it's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, I, I I like Dark Tide because guns shoot good. You know, all right. I don't care about anything else. I do love Gateway Ogre. I do love Ogres though. Mm, Ogre. <laughs> Ogre yeah. are, are, are protect are puppies that must be protected. Ogren stand in front and protect friends. Yeah. But friend want to protect Ogren, so get yes. in front. Me no understand. Oh. Anyway, um, it occurred to me I have not informed you what the plan is today. Nope. So. Nope. Oh, also as a side note, yeah. Obviously, Matt's not here, so we're not finishing Matt's uh, campaign saga quite yet. Hopefully, Matt will be back next week, and then we we'll finish that next week, um, most likely, mm -hmm. unless he has a part. Unless, unless he has a part four in him, but I don't think he does. Mm. I don't know. We spent an awful long time on some 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 particular parts last time, so this I wouldn't be true. surprised. This is true. I I can imagine the great prankening to go on for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, we have heard that we have heard that story before. But yeah, yeah, but like you know, you could anyway. you could want to tell it in its full to everybody else. Either way, listeners. Uh, before we get rolling, just take a moment, take a moment for yourself, and push the follow or subscribe button for me for yourself. 
Do it for Josh. Do it for me. Make me feel better. (laughs) 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 So, um, I, you know, uh, because we kind of, because change is play. I'm just, just, I'm just going to spill the tea out on the table here. Um, because Matt losing power was rather unexpected. No one else had any plan. So I had to come up with a plan very quickly on the fly. Um, because we were banking on, you know, Matt doing all the work. Yeah. Uh, So, a thought I mean, occurred to, be to fair, me. He messaged us and told us he didn't have power at like. Uh, told us yesterday. He told us yesterday evening, yeah. um, but didn't say anything about it possibly coming back up, like or not. True. And and then, uh, yeah, no, it would help. Timing is very unfortunate. The, the timestamp <laughs> for yeah. you asking Matt how the power is for me specifically is nine eleven. Um, I, okay. This is my nine eleven. Okay. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So I I, I thought of an idea on the fly, and it, <laughs> it, I think this is probably going to be something fairly like low pressure. This is just probably going to be opinionated mm. story time. To be honest, because. Mm. Um, a thought occurred to me or a, a moment occurred to me from our previous session we had where you know because by virtue of just where your characters were uh it felt very i guess i guess for listener context my players in my campaign currently are level 15 so we're in you know tier four of the game we're in like it's big boy town big boy shit's happening all the time shit's crazy you know most of the time and even when shit's not crazy it's ramping up to the crazy um and f- just by pure circumstance of the area of my setting that the players went to uh the game felt a little more like sub level 5 D for a little while it felt very like grungy low fantasy kind of out of nowhere um and it wasn't I mean, it was planned in so much that I knew they were going to go to that area, but it, the the tone shift was not entirely planned. It just sort of happened that way. Uh, so that sort of got my brain a thinking just very, very generally and very broadly about the topic of like low fantasy game versus high fantasy game. And mm-hmm. the, the sort of like pros and cons and implications of the two various types I, I tried to think to myself, I was like, does medium fantasy exist? And I think the answer is no. Because as soon as you switch the dial over, as soon as you switch one of the dials into the high fantasy realm, there isn't really, it's like a light switch. I feel like I don't feel like there's a lot of room in between kind of thing, you know? I Oh, interesting. Because I, <clears throat> sorry, uh, I would argue that something like Castlevania could be uh, applicable. Applicable to mid fantasy. See, I would call Castlevania low, low fantasy. Well, to me, like, you know, Warhammer fantasy to me is low fantasy, right? Where it's like, yes, Warhammer fantasy no one, definitely is. like the, the, the most powerful thing you can do is, you know, throw a kind of large fireball versus, you know, Sypha who can teleport shit. Ah, see, but that's where, that's where, see, this is a key thing. Power level is not the dictator. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Power level is a, a facet of it, but I don't think 
power level is the end-all be-all of high versus low fantasy. In fact, in the grand totem pole of what defines your genre, I think it's pretty low on the totem pole. Interesting. So to kind of establish where we're at, my general definition, my understanding as I have gathered from, you know, books, movies, video games, etc., etc., is that anytime you're getting into high magic, high slash, uh, I'm, we're kind of using the term interchangeably, high magic, high fantasy, mm-hmm. kind of means the same thing. Yeah. Um, but, oh, by the way, side note, sci-fi has this too, but I'm not as deep into sci-fi as a genre, so I don't know if I could break it down as much. Sci-fi is a little bit different. In, yeah, the like, rules are... It, 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 I, I forget the exact terminology that's usually used. Yeah, but it, it's... it's, it's, it's um, it's um, it, it, it depends on the level of technology. So like, yeah, it's we're hard talking, sci-fi versus. Uh, it's like basically take Star Trek Star versus Trek. like, um, fucking, I, I guess Warhammer really because Star Trek is like, yeah, we just light speed jump stuff just really happens. fast. Yeah, and we just we just have the technology. Meanwhile, Warhammer's like. We stopped using, like, we stopped developing technology ages ago. We yeah, got it's kind of like, for that. like, well, <clears throat> I think with with hard sci-fi versus versus sort of space opera is the word that keeps coming to mind, but that's not the term. I can't think of what the other term no, is. No, space space yeah, opera. I mean, is space opera is a specific it's kind it's a, it's a of subgenre. Story. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, being me, the only two things I could think of were uh, like super robot versus real robot but like that's that's yeah. very specific that's to the s- mech genre yes yes yeah well so what i'll say is like mass effect for example is hard sci-fi because everything has very like we're specific and codified on the rules we try to follow legitimate like actual scientists we try to like extrapolate whereas star trek is the other thing mm-hmm. that i can't yeah, remember the just, name of because works. shit just works yeah shit just kind of happens it's just it's just magic they they say yeah. whatever explanation they want to yeah. but there's no actual scientific explanation as to why the the uh fucking uh, replicator I, i'm the replicator, replicator yeah yeah like why the replicator works, works yeah. you know um like to, but yeah to anyway thing. that's Smile. that's sci-fi which i'm not as deep into fantasy the holodeck, however, that's another thing the holodeck, the holodeck, yeah. you, how, how the holodeck works how does the holodeck work please help me I will, I will. uh so illusions uh hard light and i uh, okay yeah it's a, it's it's optical illusions and hard light basically. we are getting down the wrong rabbit mm-hmm. hole it's I like cutting us off cutting us off no more I, Star Trek. Y- yeah but how, how does hard light work i don't know we're not getting into it we're not doing this we're not doing this <laughs> anyway point being <laughs> sci-fi i don't feel uh deep enough in the rabbit hole to speak upon really um fantasy however i definitely do so my main distinction, the big, I mean, there's a couple of things that, that, you know, can kind of make the distinction, but I think the biggest thing, the primary distinction for me is when you're dealing with high fantasy or high or high magic, you're dealing with a world where every Joe Schmo and his brother knows what a firebolt is, has seen a magic carpet, uses a, a, a potion on the daily, like Every Joe Schmo has seen magic, knows about magic shit, knows about fantasy creature bullshit. You know, Tim, your neighbor, might know how to fly a griffin. That's high magic fantasy, right? That's like, you know, World of Warcraft is high fantasy, although it kind of didn't used to be, but nowadays it definitely is. Final Fantasy 14 is super high fantasy. I mean, 
I 14's on would, like a league of its own. 14 is is the the uh, type of fantasy that becomes basically sci-fi. Yeah, well, it yeah. also crosses over, but like even just the magic stuff. I mean, like everyone in the world of 14 is fully aware of magic and how it functions and any random bob on the street could potentially tell you like how spells work. That doesn't mean they could cast them, but they might know how they mm-hmm. work, you know what I mean? Everyone knows what a sahagin is. Um I mean, theoretically conf- anybody can cast spells in 14 it just yes. deter- like yeah. it, it depends on the spell is, yeah. is another thing like because you know everybody has the anyone can learn to be like a thaumaturge use use the aether like whether it's around them or you know in them like um, black mage style yeah conversely uh the one you'll hear a lot bring up all the time and it does work uh the witcher is low fantasy because all the weird shit exists and there are sorcerers and there are witches and there are monsters but Tim the Baker does not know how to kill a cockatrice. He does not know what a fireball is. He couldn't tell you what sorcerers do. He might not even know what like what a sorcerer is. You know? Like the common knowledge in the Witcher, everyone is mostly just medieval dirt farmer peasants. Whereas in something like Final Fantasy fourteen. Even the dirt farmer peasant might have like an aether shard next to their house that they use to teleport into the main city. You know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of the big distinction for me. That's the primary thing I look for is the common person's life. What is their existence like? And then that kind of determines the levels of thing. And the reason I say this is because you can't use the main characters because main characters, by virtue of being main characters, are always going to see the craziest shit in the setting, right? Like, Geralt runs into the Wild Hunt because he's Geralt. Tim the Baker doesn't even know the Wild Hunt exists. And if you said those words to her, to him, he would question what the fuck you were on about or what drugs you were taking, potentially. <laughs> right? Whereas... Everyone in the setting of Final Fantasy 14 knows what the fuck a primal is. Mm-hmm. They might not see one, but everyone knows if you say the word primal, everyone goes, ah, shit. No, that's bad. We don't we don't do that. No, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of the main thing. Uh, the other sort of sub things that can start to play into it is like, like Isaiah mentioned, power level can be a factor because if a wizard in the setting is only ever to do like they can maybe do some Jedi mind tricks and light a candle with their fingers. That's pretty low magic by definition because there's a there's a cap on their like strength. Um, but you can have a low magic setting where there's a really powerful wizard that does crazy shit. It's just he's the only really powerful wizard in the setting or there's only a couple of them. You know what I mean? So like the Black Company books are low fantasy. However, the main characters run into the crazy shit. So like, you know, last night we were talking about the wind whales, which are giant flying Cthulhu whale monsters. They exist in the setting, but they're so rare and so weird. And they live in such a dangerous place that when the main characters get there, they didn't know they were a thing. And they are their mind. They like, they freak out when they first see the wind whales. Cause they're like, what the actual fuck is that? And then they find the flying manta rays that shoot lightning and they further question their existence. <laughs> right? So, like, that's the, the crazy shit's there, but it's not common. You know, so the power level can be a factor, but 
not, it's definitely not like a primary, I would say. Um, another common one is sort of the ubiquity of uh, sort of like lightly magical items. So in a low fantasy setting, you're probably not going to have potions all over the place, right? And if you do have a magic healing potion, it's like the only one in town and everybody has agreed we're only going to use that if little Timmy gets cancer. That's the only time we use the potion because we don't know if we're going to be able to get another one. You know, whereas in high magic, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Bob's got a potion and Jimmy's got a potion and Steve's got a potion and uh, Daniela is actually making potions right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the 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 trinkety magically items, uh, and those are kind of the main ones for me. There's probably some others I'll think of along the. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think if you if if we were to like true up the categories, it would be uh, readiness, availability, and uh, power. Right? Like uh, how quickly? Like yeah, how available like is it? How quickly could a peasant get their hands on it? Which I guess, I mean, they're, they're similar, but I find them to be kind of different, right? Because it's like, uh, you know, you could get it, but it's a thousand dollars. Right, right. You know, yeah, every, they're, every, they're yeah. around, but they're not necessarily mm-hmm. available. Yes, that is yeah, a distinction. So like, you know, readiness or you could. So I guess you could also argue that readiness is like a. a, a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hmm. This is gonna kill me now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Availability is. I don't know. Like, or like, like how how suffused it is into society. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of the Final Fantasy fourteen thing, fourteen thing, right? It's so suffused into society that people teleporting around with crystals is like not that weird. Yeah, actually, in fact, it's quite normal. <laughs> people do it a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's literally, there, I distinctly remember there being a side quest in 14 where someone's like, ah, yes, the ether current down the street is closed, so I can't bring the cows out today. And you're like, yeah, yeah. put cows in that thing. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like, ev- yeah, like, literally every peasant who you, like, talk to is, like, knows what an aether current shard is. Like, that's not, that's like, yeah. I, I, and every town, every major town has a giant magic teleporty rock in the middle of it. Like, it's, you know, it's a little hard to miss. Um, They're also managed by a single person most of the time. Like, yeah, I, I fucking love. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Isaiah, you gave me the stupid though. God damn it! <laughs> I don't know. Those, yeah, those are kind of the main factors. I guess. Do you? Is there any other factors that you guys think of and/or consider? Obviously, this isn't a hard line type thing, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think you pretty much hit it, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, how common is it? How available is it? And, and how strong it is? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I, I guess the other, the one other thing I would maybe consider is, is how um, the distance from our actual real world, like scientific rules, to the settings rules, like. So, like, monsters are a good way to gauge this, right? Like, if the monsters are just animals with weird extra bits and bobs on them, that's pretty low fantasy. But if the monsters are, like, flying creatures that shoot lasers from their eyeballs, now you're starting to get more into the high fantasy realm. (laughs) Um, 
and also like the scientific i think if you if you if you start to slap like scientific rules onto your fantasy setting that instantly drops things down a bit because scientific rules that you can replicate means that anyone could potentially understand them right which is kind of a big thing in the witcher is like all of the monsters are studied like animals in the real world are studied like they're understood there's things that they understand about like how their organs function how they breed you know what like what social structures they like all that shit is like well known in the witcher universe so that like science aspect brings it down from high fantasy just by default yeah i mean i do i really like the (laughs) i think it's in episode two of the show where the little girl's like damn you killed the kikimura that thing sucked. It showed up like three months ago. We couldn't get that thing to leave. Fuck, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tiny child, why are you, why, A, why are you aware of the giant eight-legged swamp monster? And B, why do you say it as if it's just like, oh, great, you know, the, the fucking the like rabbit chihuahuas like yeah. down the street showed up today. Yeah. The rat infestation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually the first episode. Um, Is it? I think so. Uh, so yeah, I, now let's, let's, let's just, you know, address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, I'm going to, is this a loaded question? Maybe a little bit. Possibly. 5e. What do you yeah. consider it? Uh, well, it's supposed to be low fantasy. Okay. What do you, what's your, take? at least relative to like, it's lower, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you would I, say, I think that, I think that depends on the plane honestly because it has planes now oh that's another it, one if you start getting into interdimensionality you immediately start bumping yourself into the higher fantasy yeah, genre like yeah i mean like it it had like yeah sure not everybody can do magic but like wizards exist yeah well also anybody are, who studies can become can, a wizard yeah anyone can study them that's the big thing mm-hmm. is you can anybody can study the spells the thing is is affording it because the amount of money that it takes yeah. to just copy a spell is a lot but like the thing is is that anybody can learn how to do magic and it is sort of readily available just because it's of the pretty fact that readily yeah anybody can learn it like joe Schmo down the street can learn it. he may not be great at it but like you can learn a bunch of cantrips they also specifically added common magic items that are just like mm-hmm. little magical doodads right so that's mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean so the the thing with like the 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 commonality of magic items right is that i feel like that wizards kind of fuck themselves because they have this system of like common uncommon rare very rare and legendary and then artifact but they specifically say that even the most common magic items are super uncommon. So it's like, well, you, you're sort it's of confusing. Yeah, yeah, you're you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot because you yeah. know they they also very specifically say that magic item shops aren't a thing in standard five e, right? But the game has so many magic items, and in a lot of cases, a lot of variation on the same magic item, right? You have like the ring of protection and then the fucking uh, the cloak of protection, the boots of Elvenkind, the mm-hmm. cloak of Elvenkind, the fucking, you know, I almost said something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm just going to say the jockstrap of Elvenkind. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something way different. I was like, mm-hmm. let me not. Let me not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, knock yourself out. Um, yeah, 5e 
is yeah, you're right, Isaiah. They claim that it's supposed to be lore-wise low fantasy, um, but the game is very clearly not for a whole bunch of reasons. You know, uh, the magic items being an obvious one. The game has a major problem with Ludo narrative disco biscuits. Have I talked about this before? Yes, yes, you have. Have I explained my Ludo? So, okay, for those listening, Ludo narrative disco biscuits, which is not actually what it's called. It's called Ludo narrative dissonance, um, which is the idea of when a game mechanic does not mesh with the narrative of the game itself. Um, I'm right, Sam. This is not an invitation Mm -hmm. for a rant. Don't, Mm. don't. Gonna bring up The Last of Us. Okay. In The Last of Us Part 2, for those who have played, the story of the game, there's a couple of characters that Ellie kills and they make a big deal and a big scene about it. But the Ludo narrative dissonance is very strong because up until that point in the game, you have murdered like hundreds of dudes in the gameplay aspects of the game. That's Ludo narrative dissonance. I'm now going to call it Disco Biscuits. I, I hear, I can feel Sam. Yeah, yeah, you know right Sam now. wants to say something. That's why I was like, I, Sam. I, I, I've. <laughs> hold it in. Hold it in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, because me and you have gone mm-hmm. on for hours. So I know, I know, I know. I could go on for another seven right I now. I know, I know. I, with, with, so, you know, people started talking about the season two of Last I know, of Us. I know. I, it, it brought it all back. I know. <laughs> so. It brought it all back. <laughs> so. With 5e, the Ludo narrative Disco Biscuits is the fact that the game says, yes, magic items are uncommon. Even the most common magic items are not easily found. Uh, You know, people with really high power levels like PCs are rare. You know, spellcasting is not easy. But then all of the game mechanics literally do the opposite, right? Every class in the game can get access to magic and spells pretty easily. Like every at least Every class has at least one subclass nowadays more that has access to spells of some kind. So even if you wanted to play like a barbarian, you could still have spells. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be a zealot or a totem barbarian and you get spells. Um, There's a shitload of magic items. And even if the game says there's not, they're not supposed to be all over the place. You are actively slapping your players in the face when you put so many in the game and then say, yeah, but you're not really going to get most of these. Like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And then it's like, oh, magic is like difficult to learn and hard to use. There's literally no mechanics in the game that make magic difficult to learn or hard to use in any fashion. You level up, you get your spells, you cast your spells. Like, that's literally it. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's five. Yeah, 5e wants to be, lo- actually, 5e wants to be all genres of fantasy, and I that's part of the problem, right? Because 5e does this whole thing where they're like, oh, well, when the players are level, like, 1 to 5, you know, then it's low magic. But once they get to, like, and then when they get to, like, 5 to 10, they might have run into a few more magical things. Then 10 to 20 becomes, like, high magic. It's like, but because the high fantasy shit is so ubiquitous in the game, uh, even at the lower levels... Your mm-hmm. players are still crazy fantasy superheroes, and it doesn't ever feel like low magic very much. Unless I, you know, unless your DM I, like really goes out of their way to push that tone and really, really nails it down, and is like, I, I which, think the know. problem with it is literally the fact that we went from like second edition to third edition. Yeah, and so it, it, it just it went it kept from ramping. 
it it went from low fantasy to a bit higher. Yeah. And then fourth and then edition. Just, woo! And then fifth edition just fucking literally like they boarded a rocket and just launched it. Yeah, I mean, actually, some people say in, in some regards, fourth edition, you're even more fantasy superheroes. I. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the old editions of D&D, like second edition, especially if you're playing like second edition basic. Absolutely. That was low fantasy as fuck. I mean, your wizard mm-hmm. had one spell. You got a magic item every like 10 levels or something, probably like that was low magic as shit. You you know, if you fought a dragon in second edition D&D, that was like the craziest shit you had ever done. And you, you are level 20 <laughs> and you probably only do it once in like a f- four year campaign of playing second edition. You fight mm-hmm. one dragon. You know what I mean? Like that was absolutely low fantasy shit. Third edition started being the turning point by far. Um, and that's not even me. And that's not to say saying it's good or bad, but it is a little weird that the game tries to sort of cling on to that old dungeon delvey low magic shit, but also doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we've taken 30 minutes to establish that nonsense, mm-hmm. I'm generally curious. Where you two fall on preference. Like, do you want to go full gonzo, 14 level fucking mech suits and magical nuclear bombs? Or do you want to take it down low and get a little witchery, get a little black company? Uh, so here's the question. I, it, do you mean to play or to run? We could do both. Okay. Let's say both. Sam, you want to take it away? Um, so I, it depends on the style of campaign. I'll be honest. Um, so like, l- let's say we're like Strahd. I'll use, you know, the, the, the adventure as a, an example. I think Strahd should be more low fantasy in terms of players because the whole experience of it being like a horrible place to be is kind of ruined when you are a magical demigod. Yeah, true. When you're fantasy superhero, not so, not so, uh, not, so not scary anymore. Like yeah. it, it ruins the feeling of the entire adventure. Once you hit a certain level, because it's like, well, that's, that's a scary monster, but like, how is it going to affect me? Like, I'm just, I'm just going to Eldritch blast it from a mile away and it's not going to touch me. The funny thing too, that you mentioned Curse of Strahd, Sam, is so many people have an issue with that, with Curse of Strahd specifically, that I mm-hmm. see posts all the time where people would say, I want to run Curse of Strahd. What game system does it better? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I see people say that all the time. It's because Curse of Strahd. got him. Yeah, I because Curse that. of Strahd does not work in fifth edition. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. probably it worked really a lot doesn't. better in second edition. Absolutely, because it would be a lot scarier. The, every yeah. single encounter past level three would be terrifying. Like it, it just does not work the same way. And no, you, it's you know, still you, fun, prop, but it's not. Prop, props on them for trying to translate it properly to five e. However, like there should be some serious fucking limitations or like casting magic should just have different effects. Like it, it like there are some, they, and they did this. They did think about that. They actually, I'm, I'm going to go into a little bit of the, the lore stuff. So they did think about how magic would change in Strahd's in Ravenloft d- 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 fucking bubble. Um, uh, Barovia, not, not Ravenloft. 
Um, oh, right, right. So, right. Like, I, okay, I'm happy that I was the only one struggling to remember what the fuck it was called. I so in Barovia, when when you're in Strahd's magical, you know, in, in dimensional bubble. All right, his little pocket dimension, uh, the size of a country. Uh, yeah. Some spells do have slightly different effects. So if a character is revived at all, you are literally ripping their soul from Strahd and putting it back in their body. And they're supposed to go through, like, it's supposed to be a very traumatic event. They didn't do that with a whole lot of spells, though. They <laughs> they just kind of kind of left it at that. Yeah, and, um, you, and with that, you run into the problem of, like, oh, it's supposed to be a traumatic event, but, like, mechanically, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, so yeah, it's, like, exactly. they, it's they totally up to it. the GM to... They, they, they were something. this close, and then they just, just kind of didn't do anything with it. Yeah. So, like... I yeah no it it's it's uh it it definitely could have been like they they had the right ideas with translating it to fifth edition but they were just like little 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 far off obviously you know you you can you can run uh the game in a way that makes it more low fantasy you can do that um that's a lot more work on the dm's part for a pre-written adventure I I like pre-written adventures if now i i think if you're gonna have alternate rules uh that's that's fine like you know you can run it fifth edition the same way that you run every game or you could have an alternate rule set wizards uh that changes how the game is played and I, makes it fit more thematically yeah i think yeah i adventure modules should have customized rules to push the theme of the adventure like mm -hmm. that's like that's what i want to see in an adventure module like you know, uh, Avernus had more vehicle rules. Like they changed the vehicle rules. Yeah. Cool. However, running vehicles is still kind of lame. They also bear like, they also took all the time to make these custom vehicle rules, and then didn't give you any incentive. Like they, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of they hit you with the, we got cars now. Oh shit, really? Yeah. What do they do? They, I, I don't know. You got cars though. Yeah, <laughs> they work like a boat. Yeah, I mean, they they, they really re it kind of relied on the players' own hype in the situation yeah. to carry it. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm not gonna lie, worked. I Fuck mean, you, to a degree, it yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's like, just you know? it's just crazy to me that like Descent into Avernus, they put all this emphasis in the marketing um, about the the Hell Machines, but there's not a single encounter that isn't a random encounter, right? There's not a single pre-written encounter that leans into or utilizes them. Which is like, I need the actual fuck. <laughs> no, I don't. I just... Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I... It, it's... Yeah, I... I, I so, okay, so Ravenloft type thing. Point, lower magic. You know, it, yeah, if, if you're doing Ravenloft, it should be lower magic. It, Avernus, honestly, it... You're in fucking hell. I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. That should probably be high magic. Now, is this... Um, are you talking right now? Are you saying for you as a player what you want? Player endium. Oh, this is applying to both? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it completely depends on the type of campaign. Like, if you're going to do any kind of horror setting or, um, like, post-apocalyptic setting, magic should be lower. Like, it should be much lower. Like, it, you know, um, fucking... I, I wanted to... I, 
thinking about apocalypse world i'm like yes the weird boy yes <laughs> like yes this is this is this the is brainer brainer thank yeah. you uh, like you know that's not a that's not a very normal thing that's that's a fairly rare thing in apocalypse world for people to be brainers yes also you know, they have pretty limited like they have effective abilities but they are limited they can't like yeah. shoot mind fireballs exactly so like you know apocalyptic setting little lower fantasy horror setting little lower fantasy you know obviously like you know people are going to know about the monsters and shit but like the ready availability of the magic items or the magic and how like strong uh like it is you know it should be lower just to really emphasize how the setting is now if we're doing like lord of the rings adventure you know lord of the rings is kind of the middle ground because you know people yeah. can be a fantasy badass and they have magical items now it, it depends on the era that we're talking about in lord true, of the rings true yeah the, um the really I'm, I'm talking stuff. about you know like the 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 books lord of the rings yeah. like that's a fairly middle ground because magic is lord of the rings is definitely lower Particularly it, it, because even yeah, when magic it, does happen, it's not even clear that magic's happening. It's sort of mm-hmm. or like yeah, implied. It's not clear, like where it's happening it, or even what the fuck is happening. Like what, yeah. what it does. So, so I, I agree, but magic items are more common. That's true. That yeah. is true, yeah. So like it, it's that it, that's that's why I said it's like that kind of middle ground because <laughs> that, the magic actually, itself is more subtle, but magic items are more prominent. Yeah, I was gonna say that 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 in of itself is a little bit of little narrative disco biscuits, right? Because in fucking mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, you can't walk ten feet without tripping over an ancient sword from ten thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. So okay, so question. So are you saying, Sam, you don't have a strong pref, like you don't prefer one necessarily? I, yeah. It just depends on uh, the type of campaign. That's it. I, I don't have a particular preference because, you know, I, as I said, you know, it, Strahd is a great example of what should be lower fantasy and not high fantasy. And the fact that like fifth edition is the way that it is kind of ruins it. You know? Yeah. Isaiah, where do you? Uh, my brain's shorting out. This is uh, the. Uh, uh-huh, r- uh-huh. Yeah, this is the what I prefer running, right? Like running or playing. I say mm-hmm. I say do both. Give me running and okay, give me okay. one. Just, one I was just double checking. I, they I, could yeah. be different. They could be the same. They could be different. Yeah, no. Well, for for playing high fantasy for sure. Um, I just like to because because it, it it's especially if you're playing something kind of like five e, right? You can uh, get away with a lot of shit, right? You know, mm-hmm. like if you're in the scene and your character is like smokes a cigarette, you can be like, oh, my character snaps his fingers and the cigarette lights up. And, you know, like there's there's some interesting shit you can do there. Um, and it, it's it's. You have almost endless space for creativity. Mm-hmm. This is actually I, I think high fantasy sort of comes in the opposite of where art usually uh, like gets its chops from. Right. Where the idea of like if you don't have any uh, limitations it's harder to come up with something when you're playing and you don't have any limitations for what you can do because everything's presented to you. There's, there are no rules, right? Anything goes, uh, which can be really fun at times. It can be a little like, you know, exacerbating for the DM to keep up with all the shit that you're making up on the spot for sure. Uh, and I wouldn't use it too willy nilly, but it does have a lot of like perks well, for players. Um, the, the thing is in the long term, 
right? Like, think about you're playing a whole campaign. Still, like, does that keep up? I think so. I I think if you you sort of... uh, If you suffuse it enough into the world itself, it, it sort of maintains itself in a weird way right like because that's it that's what becomes the crux of all of the struggles you know you don't chase someone through the street you chase them into heavy flying carpet traffic and that becomes its own thing that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now running a game low fantasy (laughs) i don't want to have to think that hard I don't want to have to think about the metaphysical limitations of what, you know, ascending spell can do. And if words actually exist, like, can you, can you sending someone a, like a picture? Is that a thing you can do? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, I like the game that I'm doing where th- there is unexplainable phenomena and mutation, like, you know, Yes, it is post-apocalypse, but you could make a pretty good argument for it being wacky woohoo magic in the real world. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, your your setting I would say is pretty pretty low fantasy most of the time because the the weird magical phenomenon is not like understood, studied. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, I for running, low fantasy. Okay, how do you reconcile that though? Like. You're like, I want someone to run a high fantasy game for me, but I'm not going to do it for you. Oh, I know it's hypocritical, for sure. I, I, I'm not going to pretend it isn't. Okay, you're, uh, just, you're just vibing with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, you, you, no one's perfect. If this is the weird thing that makes me kind of a schmuck, I, there are worse things. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I was just curious. I mean, I'm not I can saying... I take a bigger L. Uh, true. I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad either way. I was just I was just wondering if you if you thought about the sort of funny hypocrisy of it. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Okay. If, if, if if I didn't, I I would. If I didn't and got roasted for it, I I would just be like, you know what? That's fair. That's that's harsh but fair. Uh, <laughs> guess I'll just take this L. <laughs> uh, this this L, I I shall hold this. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. So. yeah s- interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just. I guess I'll just take the hard line in the sand and say I just strictly I, I i i didn't have an answer for this until pretty recently i think but i've i think i could pretty firmly put my foot in the ground and say i prefer low fantasy mm-hmm. mo- like 90 percent of the time um and the reason for me and it is uh not although what you said is kind of funny isaiah but not at all what i was thinking um, of the like, I don't want to have to think about the implications of it, which is true. That is absolutely a factor. Um, but for me, the reason I, I prefer the low fantasy shit is. Well, there's a, I mean, I guess there's now that I'm thinking about it, kind of a lot. Potential reason. But I think the big thing for me is I want the magic shit or the not normal shit to feel like fucking magic like oh god damn that's crazy you know like i don't my problem with high fantasy is it takes you know it takes the tone of something it's like this is mm-hmm. magic and just turns it into like ah this is just a thing that exists like the weather you know like in final fantasy you know we were talking about right in 14 aether shards are this like crazy inherent magic technology but nobody looks at them that way everyone looks at them the way that we look at cars like yeah 
There's Aether Shards. We use them. You know what I mean? And in the same way, in real life, if you showed a car to a person in the 1500s, they'd be like, what actual flying fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that's a... Is that a dragon? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like my magic shit to really feel magical. Um, and I, I, you know, it's just, it's hard to do that with a high fantasy setting. Now, granted, there are ways that you can sort of adjust the knobs and dials and make and focus on specific things. Like, for example, you could have a really high fantasy setting, but then like, oh, all the dragons are extinct and then your players run into a dragon and it's like a big deal. So you can do that kind of thing. Um, so it's not impossible, but generally I really like the reaction of like, main characters walk into town local town has a crazy powerful druid that runs the place and all the characters go you just make that bush talk he's like yeah why he's like you can make bushes talk like what (laughs) you know like that that reaction that vibe like holy shit is great you know i mean again so the black company is a big reason i started thinking about this recently by the way um Mm -hmm. because i think the black company is a really good example of how to do this uh, I started thinking about, I was like, this, this, the, it's, I was going to say the scene, but it's an entire chunk of one of the books. I mean, it's like several, several chapters where the, the main black, you know, the black company, the mercenaries are living in this place called the plane of fear. And they're surrounded by f- flying Cthulhu whales, manta rays that shoot lightning, rocks that can teleport and talk to them, weird centaur monsters, talking vulture creatures. And the whole time they're sitting there and complaining and talking about everything's awful and shit's weird. And why is that rock stalking me? I mean, like a, literally a character complains about one of the rocks stalking him at one point <laughs> because I it just... is the rock stalks him. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Sam, it, it reminds me of the uh, the Emperor TTS where, where mm-hmm. Marty is Calcar's like I hate it here and the guy's like why is it because everything's weird and purple and he's like no because the warp fucking sucks <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's both right that's the thing it's yeah. like I mean there's like there's a scene where they have to go talk to the god of the plains of fear which is literally a talking sentient tree thing but it doesn't talk with like words it like psychic like mind talks to them and nobody wants to go talk to the psychic tree because everyone's scared of the weird psychic god tree like that whole vibe is like it's great and the other thing too is when you cut away to a, you know, a different character's perspective and that shit's not going on, and then you come back, you're like, oh yeah, there's all, what the fuck is all, oh, we're yeah. back in crazy right. town. Everything blows. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh. Uh, so it's like, and and of course, the, the main characters at a certain point get kind of jaded to the crazy shit, but some of them every once in a while are still like, God, this is not the Saint Anne Chief. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> So yeah, that that tone I just is great. I, it it adds, I don't know, it adds like an interesting texture to things. But comma, however, I do like having a character or a group of characters who are the Geralts of the setting, right? Like it is good to have the character who's like, oh yeah, yeah, the co- a cockatrice, yeah, yeah, I've I've killed like five of those, and all the other people are like, what do you mean you've killed five? Co- I've I've never heard of what the fuck is a cockatrice? Like, don't don't worry about it, I got it. Like, you do have to have your Witcher characters who know about all that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. That should be your PCs in your game, right? Like, that that's the whole thing is. The PCs walk into town and say, we heard you have a cockatrice problem. And the peasants go, a cockahoodle what now? And the PCs go, the, the 
the big bird that turns people to stone. Oh, the stony bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stony bird. Never all the PCs go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the stone. Yeah, bird. Yeah, all, right, all right, Grandpa. Close all enough. Right. Close enough. Point Show us in the fucking direction, please. Point <laughs> us in the direction of the stone bird. Yeah, like that's that's what I love. And I actually, and not for nothing, I suppose I'm sort of transitioning into my next point here. Uh, that makes your PCs like seem like cooler badasses, you know? Because there's a big problem, and people do this with D and D constantly. Uh, not just D and D though. I, Pathfinder, same shit. Shadowbring, sh- Shadowbring, what? Shadow Shadowbringers, yeah. Shadow, <laughs> Shadowrun, Shadowrun, mm-hmm. exact same problem. Like where the DM's like, "Oh, you talk to this super badass guy," and the players are like, "I bet I could take him." You go, "No, you can't," because he's a level thirty-five thousand space wizard. He'd fucking delete your brain with his pinky, and you're like, "Okay." And then, then you know fucking five minutes later you meet another another NPC and the GM goes and this is the god emperor of the universe and you're like uh, okay and then you meet another PC and this is the king of the nether dimension and you're like oh my fucking can we just you know like the players are like why are we here if, if everyone's so much cooler than us why are we here and mm-hmm. that shit is awful and I've been Have very you- I've been very conscious of trying to not do that with our game currently um, uh, r- real quick, have you ever had that that like moment? Like genuinely, have you ever had the like, why the fuck am I here right now? Uh, where like, oh, where the NPCs are so much cooler than you that it's like, yeah, what's yeah, the point? yeah. Have you had that before? Good question. Um, I have. I it just it, it, yeah. I'm trying to. Th- uh, this is this is not like a. Do you even know? No, I just it, it's I because don't- it. It is it, it is the theoretical versus the practical, right? You're like, this yeah. sounds like it sucks, and you experience it. You're like, this is next level trash, bro. I yeah. really hate this. I don't think I have. Right? Yeah, I don't think I have. Sam, does that? I no. Nothing coming to mind. Nothing coming to mind directly. I mean, like I've I no. No, not not what <laughs> I I like I I the only thing I could think of is like you know boss fight uh why is the way is but also like you know if you're fighting a boss like they should be stronger than you. Mm-hmm. What what what's the specific example is it? I uh, oh uh yeah so this was this was really really early on uh into my the first game I ever played in. Uh, and we had like we had gone into like the biggest country. It was like the the equivalent of like Reichland in uh, Warhammer Fantasy. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was based on Reichland actually. Um, I don't know what that means. Warhammer Fantasy Germany. Yeah, think, yeah. Think like like you know, literally called Reichland. Yeah, think I like 16th get- century <laughs> Gothic armor Germany. Or 15th century. Germany. Didn't want to assume. Can't can't get. You can't get more on the nose than yeah, that, really. I mean, uh, yeah, we got there, and then we got, like, so we, they let us into the castle, and we're like, all right, cool. And they were like, okay, so you have to, like, talk to the king a certain way. You have to do a certain thing. You're like, okay, cool. Um, and then uh, one of the characters was like, I think he, he literally was like, uh, if this guy's so cool, how come he doesn't, like, do anything? Like, why is he just sitting here? Sitting here? Yeah, and the guy was like, oh, well, he's just much too busy. And I'm like, doesn't this guy, like, doesn't this guy ride a lion into battle with, like, an an artifact-level sword? 
uh, and has like this crazy powerful armor. Didn't he like actually, couldn't he actually just smote one of us in one shot? Uh, and and it was, all of the answers were yes. And we were just like, then do you want to help? And the guard was like, no. Uh, and then he sent us to another character who was this super powerful fucking uh, veteran soldier dude who like took out, he was like guts basically. Uh, and then we found like these crazy dragon people who all could kill us super easily. It just, it kept, it kept, kept going, going of like these guys who could kick your fucking ass. And it got to a point where I, the spiteful shit that I am, started thinking about it, right? Like I started doing the numbers and I was like, well, if I do this much damage per round and I, I, I hit with like an average of this because of my modifiers and I can defend myself X like direction. Can they actually kick my ass? And I, uh, I, I, I don't know because I never got any of the actual math, but I felt pretty confident in being like, mm -hmm. I feel like my character's just power built enough to survive this. And for the record, yeah, I power built the shit out of this game, which, you know, I've, I've said before, you, we needed to with, along with uh, <clears throat> some bending of the rules and spell slots. Uh, <laughs> some some uh conveniently forgetting yeah some conveniently forgotten spell slots i definitely didn't cast fireball about 12 times in one session that's an that's an exaggeration i think i cast it like five or six times when i only had two third level spell slots enough yeah enough to for it to be like people to be texting me and being like you know that was you know you're out of and i was like yep no i know and they're like all right cool just checking <laughs> i know don't say shit <laughs> say nothing yeah, it's just like, don't you fucking blue falcon on me right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, like, yeah, after the fact, the GM sort of apologized. In, like, kind of, you know, he understood his mistake. I've talked about it before, yada yada with Cardell. Um, but yeah, it is worth bringing up. Very early on, we were just like, what the fuck is that? And when I, I, yeah. I, I gotta specify, we were level like, we, we ended the game at level 14. So I think this was around level eight or nine and there were seven of us. Mm -hmm. And like, granted, you know, you're sub level 10. You have to expect that you're gonna get your shit thrown out a little bit. But this was also when we were like effectively level 16 because we were like level eight in one class and level eight in another. So it, it was, you know. Yeah. It was, it was a time. It's a, yeah, that's one of those things where, and. That tends to be a problem more in high fantasy just by the nature of more ubiquitous magic and higher power levels tends to make that come up more. That's not to say that it's not impossible for that to happen in a low fantasy game either, right? Like you could be running, you know, you could be running a game in the Witcher universe and your players just so conveniently happen to meet uh, Geralt and Vesemir and Cirilla and Yennefer all in the same room at the same time. And your players go, I, uh, 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 okay. Well, yeah, your, 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 your character who's totally evil and who is going to kill all the players walks in this room and goes, oh, yeah, like it can happen, but it's it's a lot less likely. It tends to happen less. Um, the other thing that I the, and the other thing I, I was thinking the re, like the reason I, I prefer low fantasy um, is because I like when problems have to get solved in like a real like grounded human kind of way and like magic could help or like the weird fantasy shit can help but you can't just burn a spell slot and finish the problem type situations you know because yeah, that yeah. tends to get like and again, obviously, if you're doing a high fantasy game, you're con you're you're conjuring up different issues. But I like the thing where it's like, oh, but, you know, the little girl is sick and like we don't have a way to fix it. But like if we go 
you know, if we go grab this rare root, it'll perfectly cure the problem she has. But the roots in a cockatrice cave or whatever, as opposed to, well, I can cast greater restoration. She'll be fine. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I actually I have another example of uh, of, of uh, an instance where high fantasy can can come to the same effect. Uh, it was in a game I played like about a year ago and the, the character got hit with like magic shrapnel, right? Like a, like a crystal exploded. They were embedded with this, these like crystal shards that were killing them slowly. And uh, what we basically had to do was start casting a bunch of spells in a very specific sequence to fix the problem. So like, uh, you know, I was like, okay, someone has to cast levitate to get them off the ground. Another person has to cast etherealness on them. So the shards will fall out because the shards aren't being technically, they, they're not counted as, as carried or worn, right? Uh, <laughs> and then yep. Ma- you have to cast, pulse. yeah, yeah. And then we, you need someone to cast a uh, greater restoration to remove the curse, which can only be removed when the thing is removed. Like there was a lot of steps and the, the creativity of like using the spells in tandem was really satisfying when it like worked at the end. Grant, I, in, I know that this is, very rare. This is not going to be everyone's experience. I'm, I, I get it, well, but it is worth bringing up. No, I, I, no. I mean, it, I, it can be potentially everyone's experience because I think you did you you hit a point on that one, which is to say, uh, that the that that's kind of what I was saying before. Where I was like, the problems that you're going to come up with as a GM when dealing with a high fantasy game are going to be a different sort of issue, right? In a low fantasy game, the idea that a cl- the player got hit with like magical crystal grenade that embedded crystal shards in his chest already is weird. You know, you probably might, good chance you don't even get to that point. So like, but in a high fantasy game, it's like, oh, okay, so like crystal grenade problem, weirder problem to fix weird issue, you know, or weirder solutions to fix weird problems. Yeah, you, you, you adjust... The, the problems you're running into it's like high fantasy character it's like oh we need to get on we need to get to the from one end of the city to the other oh it's fine i could just use my flying carpet that's not a high fantasy problem high fantasy problem is we're three nations away from the place we need to be also they're being attacked by dragons ah okay that's gonna require more steps for me to solve than just the magic carpet <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you you adjust mm-hmm. the problems um, but yeah, I, I, I just tend to prefer the sort of, um, sort of almost like Norse or Greek hero style story of like, you know, Perseus has one magic item, right? He's got Medusa's head and he uses that motherfucker to solve all sorts of issues, but none of them are like slay a dragon level shit, right? It's like, oh, my I mean, dick, it, it, my dickhead dad, turn him to stone. <laughs> well, I mean, he does kill the Kraken. Later, yes, he does later. Yeah, Perseus levels yeah. up a bit later and it gets a little out of hand, but like early days. Yeah, I, I just think of the slash Medusa head, you can get so much mileage out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's literally what he does though. Medusa's like, still alive and they're like, ow, hey, asshole. It, it, do, it does become his go-to trick. Um Yeah. Yeah, I just I just like the, the, the tone of those better, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, I get you. And and also, if you wanna, you know, get into the high fantasy vibe, you can do it from time to time, right? Like where you switch back and forth sometimes. So like you're running a Witcher game and you know, or a witch I should say a Witcher style game, really. Um it's like, oh, 
the peasants don't know what a cockatrice is, but then the next adventure, we're like partied up with a mage and like we're actually going to fight a dragon and shit gets crazy for a while. And then, you know, next adventure things kind of lower back down. You could you could do a little ebb and flow there, too, which I guess you can still do in high fantasy, although I feel like it's harder to do that. Yeah, so well, really so you, think about it. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing that you run into with high fantasy, right, and that I think that a lot of people run into with high fantasy is they think that high fantasy is just, uh, you know, magic nukes out the wazoo 24-7 all day, mm-hmm. every day, right? And it's, yeah. if you're running, you, you run into a certain problem that, that Matt ran into, which is just, you know, you get a magic item and you get a magic item and you get a magic item. It's Gosh. like... Like you can do that, but you have to you have to give them the lower level ones, you know, give them maybe every all of them have like 10 common items. And they have to figure out these complex problems with the 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 sparse level of power they do have. It's just that they have uh, they have a lot of it in quantity, but not a lot of it in, quali- in quality, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, or if like, you start giving them like nine live stealers and magic carpets and immovable rods that are portable holes, then you start running into some problems pretty quick. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't yeah. overload your players with the shit too. That, that you know, I, giving your players a fuck ton of magic items or even a, like I think Fifth Edition has a problem with allowing you to buy magic items just straight up in the rules, like. Yeah, that's 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 nice, but like, and it, it'll be like, oh, it's rare, so it's co- it costs more. It's like okay, but like, there's no rules to like see if they have the item at all. Um, uh, I think which there's also some very light stuff, but yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, not it. It's like it is kind. Of, that one's kind of a tricky example though, too, right? Because on one mm-hmm. hand, you want to say, yeah, the magic items are rare, so you can't buy them. But on the other hand, fifth edition players do often kind of want to buy them, right? Like the magic item shop is such a hot debate topic all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a good example of like a low fa- or a high fantasy, like problem you need to solve is the mm-hmm. magic item shop. Because it's like, I want to give it to my players because I'm running a high fantasy game. How do I solve that problem? Like, how do I, how do I control the flow of like the hose, the hose mm-hmm. of magic items? You know, I mean, even with our, with my game right now, which due to our players, um, it, it is really high fantasy. And I, and I did that on purpose because I was playing 14 and 14 was uh, leeching into my brain in a lot of ways. Mm. So there's a As lot of do. sort of 14 esque energy going on there. Um, and I, I, I thought about the magic item situation. I was like, how do you make the magic item thing make sense? And kind of the conclusion I came to as well, if magic is really ubiquitous, there's also going to be ubiquitous rules, laws, and people who take care of that problem in the same way that... All right, this is kind of a weird analogy, but it works. In the same way that guns are ubiquitous in America, and so there's rules and laws and things to keep track of and tags and permits and all this shit, right? Magic items would be much the same right no jim you can't just have a free flame tongue sword you need to show me your flame tongue permit you know what i mean Mm. uh Mm -hmm. so that was kind of how i tackled it and it's not the only way to tackle it but that was how i came at it i've i've also heard um people say oh the magic item is like or the the shop is in like another dimension 
that the players only get to if the person who owns the dimension, like, lets them in. So they can't go to it whenever the fuck they want. They go to it when you give it to them as, like, a treat, basically. Um, or mm. the other one I've heard is the magic shop can be found kind of anywhere, but only the people that work for the shop know how to go to the pocket dimension where the magic items actually are. So you can't mm-hmm. just steal them all. No, yeah, so there's I, I there's lots like the of ways of to like, tackle it. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea. Uh, uh, fucking uh, LP did this with in the Fire Emblem game where he was like, we, we had this one shopkeep. It was this creepy fucking old lady who uh, quoted the shopkeep lady from Star Fox Adventures. Oh, well, what oh like, no, no, that's too low. Uh, and she would just fucking show up with some crazy powerful magic items. And we were like, how do we find you? And she's like, you don't. I'll find you. And we're like, oh. yeah, exactly. That's intimidating. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's that. Inter, that's the interdimensional pocket method, right? Like, yeah, she rolls up when she fucking feels like it. Um. Yeah, or, or <laughs> this is kind of a goofy way to do it, but also makes sense. But like Sam in the in the Goon Academia campaign, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, well, Shandul has all the magic items he wants, but uh, you have to play his stupid games in order to get them. Yeah. And you have to survive. <laughs> right? So he has to play his stupid games and you have to win. Yeah, he sticks them yeah. in his death labyrinth. So like, good luck. <laughs> Gee, have fun. Which is, you know, makes sense. It's also a good reason to justify why there's like weird magic items in random dungeon places. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, easy justification. Ah, crazy wizard did it. <laughs> crazy lich man just Doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> I love crazy wizards doing whatever they want. Yeah, it's a you know, it's a good time. Good job. Um, and and also to any astute listeners, yes, I'm aware that I just talked about how I prefer low fantasy, and then just very explicitly said how I have a very high magic game. Um, you know, I, I just it, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> I don't say, but yeah, when I came up with the game, that was the one I was in the mood for. Now I'm sort of less in the mood for it, but you know, whatever, like that's kind of like where I'm at. So I'm kind of like, you well, do. yeah, you do what you got to do. But also, I'm I, I'm taking the crate. I'm taking the high fantasy stuff and being like, all right, let's push my players into an interesting direction using the high fantasy thing because I think that's mm-hmm. that's the key, right? Because a lot of people run into this problem. I think I'm having a brain blast. Uh, a lot of people run into this problem where they're running a Final Fantasy 14 campaign. You know, we got Aether Currents. We got cell phones that uh, we got tombstones, which are just cell phones. You know, we got fucking mech suits that can fly. We have flying machines. Garlemald has cars. Literally. Well, like they got all this crazy shit. So it's like. How do you. You know, uh, what do you do with the the things that the players are going to do? And a lot of people want to run their Final Fantasy 14 game. And then the quest that they have to do is like, go save the goat herders goat from the basilisk cave. (laughs) And it's like, well, that's not you're You got high fantasy setting, low fantasy quest. And then at a certain point, it's not going to work anymore because the players, if you're running, you know, if you're running 5e, for example, the players are going to get so dumb powerful that the problem of like, oh, the little girl is sick, gets cured with a spell slot. Oh, the goat, the goat herder can't find his goat, gets cured with like locate object or what, you know, like or a spell like locate object, you know, 
oh, the weird spooky magical item gets defeated by legend lore. You know, like the players are going to get into wacky woohoo town. You can't give them low magic quests or problems to solve. You have to give them high magic problems to solve. I mm-hmm. Okay. So I have to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. Gotta say this. Uh, it, in the situation where you're running a high magic game and, you know, the little girl gets sick and the players have the spell slot, don't do this. Don't make oh. the anti-magic disease. Mm. Don't do it. It sucks. It will just breed resentment in your players because it feels like, why the fuck am I this powerful if I can't cure this yeah. child of, like, the walking pox? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't do that. Like, I've I've seen it be done three separate times in three separate games and with three separate miserable failures. It sucks. No one wants to do it. Your players don't care. If there's like a huge like if if you want, right? Uh, the the way that I've I've sort of thought about doing like the superpower the super make crazy mega disease is just like you a you need a population size big enough, right? If there's a hundred, if there's fifty people in a village, you know, you literally you can just put fifty people on one side of the village for a week and feed them in a hospital, and then every day, you know, you got ten spell slots for uh, my from less restoration, you're good. Yeah. What you need is you need a high population size, and you need a disease that spreads super quickly, or mm-hmm. like maybe the food's contaminated, like they just keep getting reinfected, right? Like if the if if your if your population gets food poisoning every single day because they're eating bad chicken nuggies, like yeah, there's not enough magic to keep up. Yeah, okay. You have I, to make it unsustainable <laughs> that you're play and like you know maybe we treat this. You're gonna we're gonna treat it a little bit like 40k, right? What if there's like a crazy plague and you're being attacked by zombies at the same time, right? The like right, you're never that's gonna a high fantasy enough. problem. <laughs> yeah, that is a high fantasy problem. Um, you know. There are ways around it. You might not like it. Like if you don't like, you know, building combat for 5e, you're you're sort of stuck because you're you assumed that the the magic disease was going to be a sort of puzzle style problem or a roleplay problem. It's not. Not entirely. Just don't just don't do it. Just don't do it. I promise you your players, I mean they won't thank you because they didn't know it was a problem in the first place. But if they did, they would thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you right. Know, just let them know. Just let them know. Just be like, hey, guys, I want you to know I was going to do a crazy magic plague that you couldn't fix with magic. I decided against it. And they, your players will almost definitely go, oh, thank you for that, because that would have sucked. And then you feel good on the inside. You know, it's funny because I was literally just about to ask you, is there a way you because uh, like as soon as you said that, I was about to challenge you and be like, all right, so is there a way you could do it? Well, um, and you basically you answered that question. However, just to, to drill it down a little bit more, uh, just because I'm I'm curious. Is there a way you could do it where it's like small population, one little magic disease you can't fit? Is there a way to 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 say, no, you can't fix it with spells that isn't annoying? Is there a way you could do the tiny village? One girl has this one weird problem. Uh Sting. Do, do, do you want? I, I I have an idea. Thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Magic suppresses the effects of the disease, but it does not fix the disease. Okay, so you're still helping the situation yeah. in some way. You are helping so, the situation, but it's not a like instead of it being like a magic disease, button. 
exactly like your players are too low of a like let's you know let's say it's a greater restoration needed for the curse uh, spell whatever uh-huh. uh you have lesser restoration lesser restoration helps like lessen the symptoms extends you know however long they'll survive whatever but it doesn't fix the problem outright because you as a player are not like your magic isn't good enough you need something else like it could even be like a ritual with many people but you don't have the people you need to go and get the people like even if it's just like a small slight tweak to that part like because i don't i don't particularly like magic disease unless like the disease is not even magic you it's actually like for instance like slod <laughs> yeah you know yeah i mean i i think the slot is the ultimate way right? it's like it's not a disease it's a parasite Mm-hmm. Because it's not magically based, it doesn't count as like the specific conditions. So the uh, the thing that cures the specific conditions doesn't work. That I think is perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I've done like one of the ones in question was like oh yeah you can suppress it, and then the question is like well if I can't you know, I think we had access to like six level spells and we were mm-hmm. like if I cast greater resto on this six year old girl who's got you know, hypergonosyphilades like. Are you really telling me it's not going to work? And then for the GM to look at you with a straight face and be like, nope. And you're like, but this burns a material. And they're like, yep. And you just you just sit there doing the thing where you awkwardly blink at them, you know? Yeah, it's uh, just rude. Like, I blink. Yeah, it, it, it's such a pain in the balls. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people smarter than I who fixed it, who could figure it out. But it just sucks so bad. Like, yeah, I got so bad at one point. My character was like, I'm two seconds from lighting Molotovs and burning the village down. This is just not worth my time anymore. <laughs> Chaotic good. <laughs> return that shit to lawful evil. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think. Yeah, Sam, you definitely were. I think we're on the right track there because I was I was kind of thinking. um, you can fix it with like your your magic or whatever but like it's gonna take time or there's a challenge so Mm -hmm. like for example you can remove the curse but you're gonna have to cast the spell remove curse like four times for example and every time you do it maybe there's like a test or something so Mm -hmm. there's a chance of failure and then the player and then naturally the players are gonna go is there something we could do to uh you know better our chances like you know weight the odds in our favor oh yes you can Mm -hmm. go get this magic flower that grows nearby that'll give you advantage on the roll blah 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 you know that kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i i i would be okay with the checks like i i'd be a Mm -hmm. little annoyed at the start but like well that that's the 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 thing about the checks method is then when the players uh offer up like ways to solve it that are that are not just the auto win button then you immediately mm-hmm. lean into those suggestions that they give you right oh like, yeah 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 of course like, and then I, and I then was, as like, a player you feel big brain <laughs> you do yeah so like what i was gonna say is like initially i'd be a little mad i'd be annoyed at the very least but then you know give me like an hour or however long and i'll, I'll like it's pretty easy to see that when a gm does that they're they're actively trying to find a middle ground with you and at some point, you just got to level with the GM and be like, all right, I, I understand. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm playing along. I'm not going to be an asshole, you know? Yeah. And usually when yeah. you're when you're doing something like that, uh, you know, from the GM side of the screen, what you're trying to do is set up a challenge or a thing or something interesting. But you don't want to say what you're trying to set up right straight up outright to the players because mm-hmm. that sort of kills some of the like 
or similitude. Um, so yeah, it's like usually there's a reason. But yeah, if you're just doing it because you just really are like, fuck greater resto, bro. Like that's not that's not the right way to come at it at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, would I? I think that's another like a problem that I do have with Dean is that magic and a lot of circumstances like again you know go, going back to strut it just kind of ruins ruin shit the a lot just like a lot of the stuff like or things you can plan oh. um like a lot like I, I am okay with it at the end of the day but like it does when you have casters that are like heavily into the caster role it does limit what you can do especially if they have things like greater resto it's like okay well you know and i i do think that like some things are just straight up mean to do to players um, i mean yeah like you know infecting someone with a slot tadpole that you bro what, what's wrong with you why are you why are you doing that to your players yeah that, that's one of those like are you were you bullied as a kid like like are you, are you, good? you bullying your players um well, like at, at, at the same, like on the you know, different side of the same coin, uh, you know, players having access to like these super powerful spells, which you know I know is the point. You know, the the the, the players are supposed to feel powerful, so they have powerful spells. I understand, but at a certain point, it becomes, well, where does the DM's creativity get to come in? Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a fine balance because you do want the players to use the cool spells because like that's the point. But mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want them. The funny thing don't want it to be the automatic solution. The funny thing too like, is the cool spell being the automatic solution is actually bad for the player too. Like you are it, it actually the thought process. Yeah, you're making it less fun for I yourself without even realize you're making it less fun for yourourself mm -hmm. because you're making because you're you're diminishing the challenge for you. So like yeah it is actually good on both ends but it is the thing where it's like yes comma however gm i have cool tool i do want to use it sometimes it's like yeah yeah it, it, which is kind of why i don't like playing casters like i'm okay with playing a half caster like you know i'm okay with playing paladin because paladin has it, okay yes it has smite i know Paladin has big smite button. You, 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 less thought process, big smite. But you also have a bunch of like, you have auras and other abilities that you can use that affect the tide of any combat encounter. And your resources are much more limited in those than your smite slots. Or you could just cast haste because, you know, your third level spell slots and go, hello, I hit you multiple times now and I smite. <laughs> Uh, or you give it to your friends who you probably should have haste more than you because you already hit like a fucking truck. Yeah, just uh, give haste to your, your tank so he can hit like a bigger truck. Yeah. And then you have two moderately sized trucks instead of one Matic truck and then one regular truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, a, I, I'm curious too. Because I've thought about this a whole bunch, mm -hmm. but you have a, you have five E, right? Yeah. Let's say yep. you're like, I'm gonna run a new game, and my players all refuse to read. In fact, their eyeballs have been gouged out. They are incapable of reading a new game. You're gonna do everything through braille and audio, um, <laughs> and 
but I really want to do some grungy fucking dirt farmer shit like low magic right mm-hmm. what kind of shit do you gotta do with a game like with 5e or, I, or a game similar to 5e to I, get down to that grunge you know like what kind I, of adjustments do you make and by the way let me just say this right now up front mm-hmm. the way to make your your game low magic is not not do not not no no it's not to tell the players they can't play any magic classes. It's not a solution. Because again, mm-hmm. players are not, as much as I'm making the joke, the players aren't the dirt farmers. The players are Geralt and Siri and fucking Trish. They get the magic. The whole thing is they're weird and out of place because they have the magic. Don't tell them they don't get the magic. That's not low fantasy. You're just I don't I don't even know I don't even know what you're doing at that point. But yeah. So you want to do a grungier low fantasy low magic game. What do you do? You go about it. I in a way think that doesn't at that point you make people have magic. to put a system in that makes magic riskier. So like spell, way- spell class spell casting spells has to be riskier. A little bit, yeah. So like I, I I don't know how to explain this in other than using Warhammer. <laughs> Corruption. Uh no, 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 no. Um so in most Warhammer games, there is literally just a miscast chance, which can cause things to happen. Um sometimes it's just just the spell fails. Cool, whatever. Sometimes, you know, the, the you basically think sorcerer wild magic. Hmm. Basically, you roll on a table, and bad things can happen, or they could just not. Zinch could just be like, "Lol, that guy's trying to cast a spell. Make him short." There, there is a there is a funny miscast in Armor Fantasy where it's just like, your belt explodes, your pants fall down. Yep. Like, oh. like, just, just some weird stuff happens. Like, and basically, like, I, I, I don't want to say make everybody a wild magic sorcerer, however, but like, kind of, sorta. Kind of, sort of. Like, it just, yeah. it, it, like, you know, it, it just needs to have some kind of risk involved. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe miscast being a thing, or not necessarily miscast, but like, if you don't meet the check, you know, it does a little bit less damage, or the effect is slightly lessened, and you have to deal with whatever you roll on the table, whatever. Um, or, oh, like for instance, you know, you have a spell uh, that doesn't consume the material, but if you you know you miscast and and then it actually does consume the material, something like that. Um, Break your so focus like it, it, for it, it X would, number of hours or something. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 just needs to be. Also, it shouldn't be a hundred percent necessary for the classes to survive. That's another thing. Like, um. Or if you're gonna do that, like they still have access to like cantrips, even if they miscast uh-huh. or whatever. Like cantrips are a guarantee, which would make warlocks, you know, a go-to pick. But like higher level spell slots have a chance unless you do X, Y, and Z. You know. Uh, well, I thought then becomes though with jumping from that is like, all right, so if the mad spell casting on the player side starts to become unreliable, what do you eventually? Do? 
Same thing. And do you kind of let... Do you let the monsters be the same way they are now and just and just they become more dangerous by virtue of fucking with some player side stuff? Do you just let that? I no. So I, I think the only thing that I would keep the same, like I would keep innate spellcasting um, to this, like the same standards as the players. But like if it's a magical ability, that's a like even on the player side, it would be like something that's automatic because that's just that's an innate ability they have. I know I just said innate spellcasting. Shut up. Um, <laughs> like, you know, um, oh God, what's a, what's a, what's a good example? Uh, so like, okay. So undead warlock, you know, being able to put on the shroud, uh-huh. um, you know, that, that, that no failure there. That's an ability they have that, that's just straight up. Uh, whereas, you know, casting something other than Eldritch Blast, uh, not 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 something that's going to be like uh you know hunger of Vidar, you know, you know that or or even even better uh instead of a concentration check like you roll on the miscast table and see if it does anything i don't know there, there this is something i'd have to sit down and like really like write out my thoughts on it completely right right yeah obviously it, it's just one of those things where it's like i i wish that you know low fantasy with high fan like high fantasy magic for players was more attainable so that they could continue doing the thing but like they had a like there was a feeling of risk yeah i mean you're you're focusing a lot on the spell casting here but there's so many other things you would potentially have to start you have to look at magic items too magic items is a thing and like also if if the players because the players are probably going to be less powerful by virtue of like their tools not being as consistent so how much do you tune the enemies? Yeah, there's there's a whole lot in it, um, and I do think that like players, I, I listen. I, I understand that the whole point of playing a role playing game is to feel good. Uh, well, depending on the role playing game, some of them it are d- depending. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu would say otherwise. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, Call of Cthulhu is like I. It's, it's an interesting game. Uh, you know what I would want to see? Things about your characters. You know what I would want to see? I want to see a a, a a role playing game that's just like pathologic levels of fuck you. You know? I mean, like, like some Cthulhu levels of Cthulhu Cthulhu bad, Cthulhu. but it, I it's, I don't think it's pathologic bad. Like it's like you know what I'm talking about when I say pathologic, right? The game pathologic. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, the game. It, it's a game just designed to fuck you at every turn. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's there's a there's a level of masochism for for really hardcore pathologic fans that makes Dark Souls fans look like cuddly unicorns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Anyway, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. Okay, Isaiah, what might what might you what might what might you try to add, take away, adjust? Oh, uh, for me, the biggest thing is you need to reward people for not playing a caster. Like, have systems in place for making a lawyer fun, make, you know, making uh, a sailor fun. You're saying, you know, d- uh, disincentivize the heavy. Yeah, exactly. Things. You you re- you want to disincentivize magic, uh, maybe you know, and yeah, you can do that through like risk, sure. Um, for me though, the thing that like I would want is like, if I'm playing a man at arms, I'm gonna use the the Witcher, not Witcher class. You know, give me 
give me fighting styles. I don't mean like 5e fighting styles. I mean like, you know, give me things for countering cavalry. Give me things for countering armor. Give me things to, to you know, if I'm on like uneven ground, let me switch up like my sword style. If I'm playing a, a, a lawyer, have situations in place where like, I can make a law check and then be like, well, sir, actually, you know, subsection four of the, the county law says that I can actually kill this Kikimura in this lake. Fuck you, you know? If I'm playing a sailor, you know, uh, give me like, give me the lowdown. Like, you know, when, when we're at, if I can go to the docks, everybody knows your name. They give you the scoop. You can talk to people. You can like argue with other boats, you know, stuff like that. Mm hmm. Um, my question there becomes, cause you still have to address the player who does want to play the wizard, right? Like, what do you do with them? With them, you know, because they're the only one who can do magic, make them powerful. You know, don't mince words. Don't be like, oh, you know, you don't want everyone to not want to play wizard. And then the wizard itself fucking blows dicks. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You do. The problem that there is like, if you let them be. Like, if we're assuming, right, if we're using 5e as a base, right? So, a bunch of shit's getting reeled back to try and low low magic this situation, but you're letting the wizard keep all their crazy shit. They're gonna potentially outshine and be the magic solve every problem button if you don't, like, put some kind of check or balance, right? Like, that be then it becomes the, oh, the girl has, you know, the town has a sickness, and the wizard's like, ah, I can solve that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so you, what you'd want there, right, is, you know, the wizard can heal one person. Cool. You got 5,000 more people to, to cure in the city. Right. But again, you, no, but see, you're, that's still remember, we're trying to we're reeling things down. So we're assuming like, you know, because a lot of hallmarks of low fantasy going to be like smaller towns, smaller problems, you know, more focused in. So you, that that's why it becomes the thing. So, like, for example, in the Witcher setting, mages are limited because it they they only have like they basically have a mana pool. They can only do so much. So, you know, so often. And, yeah, and fair I, I was thinking like Rome as opposed to like, you know, I was thinking like the city of Rome for like 5000 people just like you rock up to the capital and everything's everyone's sick and everything's um, fucked. Yeah. You could. Yeah. To a degree. Uh, when, I don't know. What I, I mean I, to say is, right, if you're if you play like an herbologist, right? Uh what you're doing, right? Like like let there be a whole mini game or or like, you know, a series of checks for coming up with a cure, gaining uh you know, gaining ingredients, finding herbs, doing all this stuff. Yeah, sure, the wizard can heal one person so that they can heal the party member in a fight if they get poisoned or or they get catch a disease or something, but they'll never be able to cure a, a city of people, right? And then again, like you have to think they got to cure the people and they could get into a fight the same day. Like you, you have to really, you know, incentivize risk versus reward. Um, yeah, you, I, if you want to incentivize risk versus reward, though, you're going to have to do some adjustments because way 5e is currently right. Like, oh, yeah, the way it is currently. But I'm, I'm assuming like, well, that's what I'm saying. What would you adjust? That's what I want. That's what I'm asking. What would you adjust? Like, how would oh, you push I mean, their risk reward, for example? Like, do you give them less spell slot, for example? Um, I don't know that I would give them less spell slots, but I would up things like material, like maybe everything has a component that has a cost. 
everything that's, that's has extreme, a cost. Obviously, but like not that you crazy. know, maybe maybe your magic focus, kind of like what Sam was talking about, like it can burn out if you're you know if yeah, you're an evocation you wizard it. and your and your staff every time you cast a fire a fire spell, your staff burns a little bit, and mm. you're like, well, you know, these staffs are only meant to last a few weeks. We're pretty far away from the next like, uh, uh, you know. Arcan like you know Arcanum school or whatever the fuck right. from something I don't remember what it is and I'm not going to, be able to get another focus until I go there so I can either help these people or I got a whole the off. next time we fight a giant I can blow it to hell and back right right no okay yeah uh, that that's actually kind of a fun idea of like the wizard gets to be the wizard still gets five e levels of power but with added like potential drawbacks and then you know you and. I, I'm thinking about it on the GM side of things. I'm like, I, I feel like I would have to really, really think about the monsters in a lot of ways, right? Because, you know, monsters in a low fantasy setting are, you know, like a group of level five adventurers, four ogres is like, psh, whatever, chumps, you know, like, yeah, eh, four ogres. All right, let's fuck them up. Whereas if you're in like a low fantasy setting, a single ogre is like, oh shit, it's about to get wild, bro. So it's like, what do what do you what do I do with the you know mo like it, you know obviously there's the really easy answers like lower player health pools. Yeah, you can. That one feels a little like meh, kind of the lazy go to. There's stuff like critical wounds and stuff, and you're like, okay, could be could work. There's the idea of like, maybe you just, maybe you go the opposite route. Maybe you take all the monsters in 5e as they are and pump up their stats, but uh, lessen the quantity, right? So like the players are never going to fight five ogres, but a single ogre is way stronger than they normally would be in 5e. And it's like a bigger deal to overcome. This I think would also require, um, you definitely need to adjust like the reward system situation, right? Because particularly if you're talking monster xp because you know the idea of monster xp is i mean granted monster xp is kind of silly in every situation but in a low magic setting it's even it feels even goofier because then you're like oh i need to kill 500 goblins to level up and in like a low fantasy game you're like that's gonna take me 50 years <laughs> right like 500 goblins that's a lot as goblins are dangerous bro um, so you'd, you'd have to do something with the reward system, like, you know, pump up the monsters, but then also pump up the reward for killing the monsters. Also, probably you probably would. Another thing would be definitely come up with always have solutions to get around the monster that isn't just fighting it. Like, make sure you're always open to like, you know, the ogre example. You can trick the ogre and like get him off your back and then still give your players the XP as if they had fought him or something like that. Like that's probably a, mm -hmm. that's probably one too. Yeah. Cause with like, with low magic stuff, it's like inherently you're, you're going to fight less because things are more dangerous. You have to account for that adjustment. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, 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 I think I've said it since day one, right? It We need a massive overhaul of resistances, vulnerabilities, and immunities. That's a, yes, that's another thing you could take advantage of. For sure. um, that's like, something, that's something the Witcher RPG actually uses a lot. I, I, as I am sure, I'm sure it would. 
Fuck, I couldn't say that. But yeah, like, it, can you imagine if every creature had, like, you know, as, as opposed to it being, like, immunities, like, as opposed to having three separate tables, you just had all of the damage types and, like, a little pip on it for each one. You know, if it was, like, you know, green, it was vulnerable, like, orange, it was resistant, and red, it was immune. You just have a very simple, like, graphical layout, so you can look at every monster and go, bup, 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 bup. all right, cool, bup, 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 bup. all right, cool, bup, 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 bup. all right, cool, you know? Yeah. You know the other thing about the other thing that's annoying with res- like resistance and vulnerabilities, as it is with five E. Hmm. Um, uh, are you gonna say it's, that it's either get fucked on the player side or get fucked on the GM side? There's no in between. Yeah, there is no in between. Exactly. But the other thing that not what I was gonna say, but also valid point. No, I was gonna say um, the it, it's such a funny mechanic because in a lot of ways it's like. It's this mechanic that only the spellcaster gives a shit about, right? Because a lot of the time, if you're a marshal, you're like, even if he is weak to fire, I don't have anything that could do fire damage, you know? My sword is a sword until you get, like, once you get to higher levels, that starts to change. But, like, at lower levels, you're kind of sitting there like, well, the wizard gives a shit about that, I guess. You know, and in particular because there are there are the bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage types, but the game barely uses them. So it's like yeah. those should be the thing that the fighter gets to pay attention to, but the game uses them so little that the fighter just forgets about them. So like, yeah, I, I miss when skeletons only took bludgeoning. Yeah, damage. The, well, that's the thing, right? So it's like the fighter runs into the skeletons and goes, "Oh, fucking nut! I brought them all," and then never gets to do that again for twenty more levels. You know? This is fucking nut. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a level you're a level two fighter and you run into a horde of skeletons and you happen to have a ball and you're like, let's fucking go. And then for the next 18 levels, you never think about that mall again. You mm-hmm. just never can, you know, because it's like nothing's weak to bludgeoning damage. So I'm like, whatever, I don't need it. I have a I have my fire longsword or whatever. I have my fucking flame tug or vibe of Vorpal Sword. Meh. It's like, yeah, the fact that it's such a like it's such a caster concern. And then not a mar- and then you get a magic weapon and you just ignore it all anyway. Yep. And that's a whole other problem is like you just get the fuck you I ignore everything button. <laughs> so then the marshal's like, I don't care what anything's resistance is. I have a Vorpal I, sword. Lick my balls. I, I, you, I, hit you know, I hit it with my stick. I hit it good. And I win. You know what's else what I, what I think would be interesting? Uh you know, the Witcher, this is like a fundamental rule, right? Uh, weapon material equals damage typing. You know, mm-hmm. it, in a lot of stories, like anything regarding the Fey are super weak to pure iron. Oh, I have it. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, fun, fun story for that. Um, the Fey, any fairy, any they're called fairy, but any fairy creatures in Shadow of the Demon Lord have a, a thing in their stat block that says if they're touching iron, they get a debuff. Yeah. Like, give me shit like that. Give me like, you know, the Percy Jackson. Jackson? Jack. Bron- mm-hmm. Bronze Jack- for monsters, steel for humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. I want that as well as damage typing because it just further adds to the the kind of shit that you can do, you yeah. know, uh, and it makes the like it really makes the, the marshals think it's like, oh, all right, well, we're fighting. Uh, uh, we're fighting like this legendary hobgoblin champion. All right. Well, he's technically a fae, so we have to bring pure iron. All right. We, we know we have to bring pure iron. All right. Well, he's he's, you know. He's wearing this crazy powerful plate metal, so we can't use any bludgeoning or, or any stabbing or slashing weapons. We have to make sure we bring a pure iron maul. Okay, we got to bring the maul to the blacksmith. You know, like 
there's yep. there's so much like and for me at the very least fun bookkeeping you have to do because when you show up with your pure iron gothic style maul and you thunk the hobgoblin upside the head all the work is worth it yeah i i i you know i i understand the fact that a lot of fourth and fifth edition DD are supposed to be about like simplifying the game so that more people can play and there's less bookkeeping and there's less you need to like fully understand to enjoy and play the game because let's face it second edition is not very welcoming um well like, not advanced it is, at least yeah like it's not it's not something that you can literally just dive into you're gonna you're gonna struggle like and you know what i i think that's okay <laughs> i like, you know sam yeah i've had that thought it's kind of another topic but yeah uh I, no, it's I okay to having, have to work a little bit to learn things. Yeah, it, it's it's okay. Like I've I've had people come to me, and they that I've literally uh, this was years ago. I, little little off topic, but kind of you know same realm. I've had someone come up to me and say they don't want to have to learn how to play a game to enjoy it. And when I say learn how to play a game, I mean like the ins and outs. So like Dark Souls has a lot going on every souls game does you can play this game on a very like low level and still be able to beat it but like as soon as you get into like you know hard caps soft caps you know uh your weapon move sets that are better than others even if they're the same weapon type you know scaling you know it, it can be a lot uh another example is um rainbow six siege you know it, at its core it's a shooter but there's so much to learn. You have your maps, you have operator matchups, uh, like there are all these little things that you have to learn and understand to be really effective at the game and play at a much higher level where fifth edition, like it just kind of comes down to build and you can just do that before you even play the game. Second edition, kind of not so much because it's like your DM could pl- throw a monster that you don't have the proper weapon for. And you're just like, cool. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that that's certainly I think an issue you could run into. But I think, like as as mean as that might seem up front, it's one of those things where a a an ounce of preparedness goes a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think I, it's a good way to teach people too. Yeah, like, like, can you imagine how cool it would be if you were fighting? Uh, you know, let's say you've been fighting undead for a while, so you're bringing like a mace, and then all of a sudden, I will. We're just gonna play make believe for a second, uh, and say like, oh, maybe Umber Hulks are super weak to piercing weapons, but they're like super resistant to magic. So you know, maybe you have the wizard cast something like heat metal on the the pure iron, and you stretch it out into like a fucked up spear, and you can start poking holes in the Umber Hulk. Like that'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, I, we're we're straying into kind of different topic land. I know. I, I, just, I, I mean, it's at, a, at that point, it, it's just how do you modify the game to make it? Yeah, yeah. Be, it know. becomes yeah, it becomes an interesting thought experiment to say the least. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you modify the game in a lower fantasy setting to you know accept magic and make it not like I shoot fireball, but I do things so that martial guy can do thing. Also, you know, you like know, not for nothing. More synergistic. There we go. I mean, we we you, yeah. you make magic and martial more synergistic than just I shoot thing, I punch thing, 
or hate thing really hard. Like it is, it is also worth pointing out that like a lot of designers have put a lot of mental, like people whose job it is as game designers, put a lot of fucking thought and energy into like how to tackle this problem and have a hard time. So like obviously, not an yeah, easy uh, thing to deal with. Not no, an easy, no, it, no easy it, solution. It, 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 it's not something that is easy to do unless you're players. And here, here's the thing: like designing something to be fun, obviously, is hard. Like I, I, I can sit here and prattle on about game design and how in you like, chief. I, you know, how some things don't make sense in certain games and why they do things like that. Uh, but like, you know. There also comes like a, a point where you have to think about how the player is going to interact with what you make. You know, like a lot of games that have this overly complicated system, you know, they, they end up failing because players look at it and go, oh, I don't want to fuck with that. You know, making an <laughs> making a deep system requires a lot of thought and a lot of player understanding. Yeah, it's got to be, if you want to make a deep system, it's like it has to be deep but understandable. Yeah. I, I think the best way to do it really is easy to pick up, um, easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. Like, it, it, you, you have to be able to dive in and be like, okay, cool. And like, you know, casual players can enjoy it, but like people who really want to get into the system have to like really, really try. Yeah, that's that whole thing about like that's why optional bosses in video games are always harder and the hardcore mm-hmm. players are choosy. Yeah, the the second ultra bosses. Like ultimate all the nameless kings out there. <laughs> well, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Final Fantasy 14 ultimate fights are not designed for most to play. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like Anyway, I was thinking of the um oh fuck uh the the, the final fantasy 10 dark yep. forget dark what the aeons are called yeah thank you aeons, dark aeons. the dark aeons sephiroth and bro, kingdom hearts bro you don't eat like if you ain't prepared for those fights do not do them yeah dark aeons literally unless you have a limit broken like party you will probably die just straight up i'm pretty sure most of their attacks will just straight up kill you probably <laughs> i like you're not supposed to fight those unless you have the your the character's best weapon and the, have the limit broken stuff. It's so dumb. Like I love it, but it's dumb. <laughs> All right. So, any parting thoughts before I kill both of you? I mean, before we end. Uh, I I mean, I don't have any thoughts. I I said that earlier. Uh, only that <laughs> I will see you in ritualistic combat. Make sure you bring your bat left. Sick. I will. As much as I hate that thing. <laughs> um. Have you ever seen, just real quick, have you seen the fucking American Dad skit with the puppy? And fucking oh. Stan is like, he deserves a warrior's death. And he goes to a closet and pulls out a bat left and like Klingon <laughs> music starts playing. No. <laughs> my, I'll find it after we're done recording. It's one of my favorite bits. Uh, I have not, but that's pretty good. All right. I mean, yeah, I, I. Something. Like I said, this uh, as I, as I correctly assumed, this was going to be kind of casual opinion fun time. So I don't really have any strong thing to leave off with. But uh, yeah, you know, other than you know, uh, if you want to run a low magic game, don't play your don't tell your players they can't play a wizard. Just let them play a fucking wizard. Don't be that guy. That's that's my that's my party. Let your player play the goddamn. Or just don't wizard. play D anD D. 
Or just don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah that also. God, I, part, you know. I, you want to hear some real party words? <laughs> I, I spoke to someone a while ago, years ago. And they were like, yeah, I want to do like a, a, a no magic game in 5e where like maybe at level 10, you could take one level of wizard and you can only play martial classes. And it was X, Y. It just it was it sounded so miserable. So, so complicated to like. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's just super yeah. limited on the races you could play, the classes you could play, the backgrounds you could have. And I was like, you know. There are other games that will probably do this way better. And they were like, nope, doing it 5e. I was like, why? Again, and it was just like, I, I want to learn any systems. Like, but you're, 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 you're making a new game. You're breaking this game so much that you're yeah, making so much. A new it's game. like, what's the yeah, simian behavior. Goddamn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, I, I literally it just got to where I just couldn't talk about it anymore. I just I literally like. Uh, people I knew were being like, "Oh yeah, so like they, they're they're still trying this thing," and I was like, "I don't even want to talk about it." Like it just it it like it had me molding to think about. I also would be molding because that's fucking dumb. Yeah, it was like it was painful. I I listen. You know, <laughs> I I I like the fact that a lot of people will, you know, mess with systems. You know, it 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 does. Yeah, I mean, invoke a game a design level is, of creativity. Is a game design is. Is, is good, thing you know. To, yeah, it, it it's it's a good thing, especially when you're a DM. It's a good thing to think about when when you're running a game. Yeah. But like, bro, not not every system is made for every single th- idea that you have. Please yeah, do like don't else. yeah don't design with blinders on. Like don't don't go and be like, oh, I want to play a Star Wars game, but I don't like the Star Wars system, so I'm gonna do it in five E. Please don't do that. God, I want to play Star Wars, but I hate <laughs> lightsabers. So you're like, goddamn. <laughs> so why play Star Wars? Yeah, I really want to play gonna... a really grounded high fantasy game or a really grounded hard sci-fi game, but in Star Wars, it's like, ah, Wait, why? Uh, all right, what you doing? Anyway, that has been us. You enjoyed the nonsense you have heard, and you didn't hit the follow or subscribe button before when I asked you very nicely. Hit it now, or I'm coming to your house. Also, if you liked what you heard, perhaps leave a rating or a comment podcast platform of choice if they let you leave a rating or a comment and if you'd like to stay up to date follow us on the twitters for example if you're wondering why did the episode go up on thursday i thought they go up on wednesdays if you had followed us on twitter you would know the answer to that question mm. yes crazy i know bye bye